0: So I would love it if mom, our listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at Meganfrancis.substack.com and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N-Francis.substack.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of the Mom Hour Voices. I am Megan Francis, and I'm not here with Sarah Powers this week because, as you may already know, the Mom Hour Voices is when either Sarah or I interview somebody um, that we just think is interesting that we want to talk to. And I'm really excited because today I'm interviewing my sister, Katherine, who actually survived a major health scare back in December. This is the first time I've talked really publicly about what actually happened to Katherine. Um, she had an aneurysm, in her brain burst. Uh, which is a big deal. I did not realize it was a survivable thing, but she did survive and is actually doing very, very well. Um, But it was very scary and touch and go for several months there. And, you know, she's got four kids, three adult kids and a teenage son. Um, She is probably my favorite person in the world. So that was very scary for all of us and everyone who loves her. And it was just just a really trying time. And we talk a lot about parenting during something like that where you're sort of helpless or at the mercy of other people and maybe not able to do parenting the way that you usually would. We talk about the importance of having a community around you and how much that really matters during a time like this. And then basically just you know how she's taking care of herself now she's got a great prognosis everything's looking good life is getting back to normal but like what does that look like after you survive something so traumatic so katherine and i really get into the nitty-gritty um she's very very honest and super fun to talk to her and to listen to her i think you'll see why we get along so well um, when you listen to this interview and i'm just really excited to share her story with everybody
1: Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code the Hour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well being for your feet.
0: Hey, Catherine, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I am great. It's kind of funny because we just saw each other, what, like yesterday? <laughs> yes. And now we are yes. both on our computers in different in areas <laughs> of the state, yes. not together anymore. We, I guess we could have just done this while we were together, but... We could have, yes. There was fun to be had and we were yep. having all of the fun. So, yep. so I've already kind of like laid out a little bit about, you know, what's happened with you in the last how many months? Three? Three months? Six. Six months? It happened, well, December 6th. You're right. So it's almost May. So Yeah, it's almost May. So it's almost six months. So I guess let's just start at the very beginning. So in your words, tell us like what happened on that crazy, crazy day. Because I didn't even find out like until like six hours in. So back it up. Well,
2: on that crazy day, I had called in sick for work, um, actually feeling okay, which fed into all of my superstitions. I do not like to call in sick for work when I am not sick. And because not for this very reason, but because I always feel like something's going to happen. I'm going to get sick. Uh-huh. You know, the, yeah. the karma's going to teach me a lesson, but I had a lot to do and I was tired and there was a lot going on that day. And I don't know if you recall, but I had to go see our nephew at the Capitol and, you know, just, it was a lot to do. So I call in, well, then to make things Wait, well let's
0: back this up really really quick yeah. so you went to go see our nephew Jack who uh-huh. lives in St. Joe with me is Jenna's yep. kid and he yep. happened to be at the state capitol visiting which is yep. you work for the state so, yep. so I all thought, in well, your neck I'll of the woods you're like I'll go see him yeah
2: I'll go see him I'll just combine it with a bunch of other errands the other thing I did that day which I never do is I went to lunch by myself read, and had a beer all by myself Okay, a lunch beer
0: and oh, that, figures, so much superstition. that figures, you'll never do that again. So,
2: <laughs> well, and it and it applies here because when I started feeling sick, I actually thought it had something to do with my lunch and a daytime beer, I guess. I don't know, but I, it all sort of came into play together. So when I got, I had my lunch, I ran my errands, had my lunch, had my beer, my fateful beer, um, go to the Capitol and I get this like dizzy spell. And like, I just felt weird, weird, like I was going to fall down, I just couldn't. So I sat there and I talked to Jack and left and then I was going to take my son to the orthodontist and got up to the school and realized I just shouldn't drive. I just felt dizzy and crazy. Um, so I called my older daughter or well, I call Cecily and I said, you know, can you by chance? Quinns was getting his braces put on his Cecily's teeth that twenty one. Yep. And I said, it, will yeah. you take him? Because I think I'm going to go home. I do not feel good. I don't know if it was the lunch. I just had the beer I just drank, but I don't feel right. So she picked him up in the school parking lot. They went on. I came home and it all goes dark for me. I apparently called Eric, my boyfriend at work. I called my other daughter, Erin, who you know lives around the corner. And I said, you know, there's, I, this is what they're telling me. I said, because at this point. I don't know what I don't remember. Eric realized that there was something I don't ever call people <laughs> and say come home. I mean that's pretty unlike me and he did. And I came home and I was my daughter also came. He came. And by the time they got here, I was barfing and I pooped on myself and I mean I was a wreck. I was yeah. a wreck. They called 911 and not 911. They called 911. Um stroke mistake
0: uh, (laughs) it's a stroke mistake we can explain we can just (laughs) we can blame a lot on the stroke now so fair all my my
2: inappropriate words um and uh you know they even thought maybe i had because i was throwing up so much so that i had some kind of uh food poisoning or something and then they checked my blood pressure and then i was having a heart attack so then like the Crap just went downhill from there. Right. Okay. So Aaron was here, Eric was there, and they rushed me to the
0: hospital. So, so, let, just for people who don't really understand what an aneurysm bursting is. So, an aneurysm is a weak spot in your vein, correct, or an artery. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yep. And yep. people walk around with them their entire lives, don't even know they have yep. them. You and I had had this running joke because we knew somebody who dropped dead of an aneurysm when they were like twenty-two, like a family friend yep. of ours when we were young. Yep. And then our dad had several. Burst Mm -hmm. during his life Mm -hmm. and probably that was probably what killed him and they said it was a stroke but we don't we don't really know so we had this like running joke that that was what was going to get us yep in the end now i will say you took the joke further than me like i was like i'm kind of (laughs) i'm a little nervous about aneurysms but i don't think about them all the time but you really thought about this all the time
2: I, i i did i thought about it a lot and you know the thing is is that i it's I haven't known a lot of personal friends, let's say, that have, right. you know, keeled over of aneurysms. But I, I this happens.
0: Yeah, it does And, happen. you
2: know, when a young person dies or a young person has a stroke or, you know, it, that is often the problem. And so right. it's just always haunted me. They've always haunted me. So
0: this has been something, you're 50, and so this has yeah. been something that for like the last 30 years or 20 or 30 years has been a part of of your psyche it's been around so then it happens and what ends up happening because your body is going through this crazy uh, this crazy trauma everything else goes completely haywire so not only is your brain bleeding but you also are now having a like it it it's different than a stroke where there's a blockage it's but it's still considered a stroke it's a
2: hemorrhagic stroke
0: okay yep and And so basically it's And your flooding. blood pressure goes to the roof and then you have a heart attack because now they think because of what was going on in your body.
2: Well, they think it was yes, and they think it was because of where the aneurysm was. So where, it was what, in my brainstem the brainstem brain area of my head. Okay. So basically my heart kind of just didn't know what to do anymore. It flipped out. Okay. It <laughs> yeah. kind of just
0: keeled over. Yep. Yep. So okay. So you are out of it. I find this I found out what was going on. It was it was Owen's birthday. And um, we had just done cake and ice cream and all that. Well, no. Was it Owen's birthday? It was the sixth, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was Owen's birthday. And John had come over and we all did cake and ice cream and hung out. And then he was walking out the door with the kids because he had the kids that night. And I get a call from Eric. And I didn't even look at my phone. I I never answer my phone when it rings. I was like, why would Eric be calling me? That's really weird. And I really honestly thought he was either calling me to find like a Garth Brooks song lyric. (laughs) That's the kind of thing Eric might call me about. But probably that would be like two in the morning and not, you know, five in the afternoon. Or I thought something's really wrong or it's a butt dial. I was really just like, "Okay." So I checked my voicemail and it's Eric sounding extremely broken up. And I couldn't even really understand what he was saying. And I just was like, John, don't leave. Something is going on. So then he ends up kind of staying and hanging out while I talk to Eric, who at this point thinks you, you know, he says you had a stroke. He didn't know what kind of stroke or anything like that. And it's like go time. Like come to the hospital now. This stuff is not going well. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So then my brother, John. So then John hangs around. John, ex-husband, hangs around for a little while with the kids. I finally was like, I think I'm good. You can go. I'm going to probably go up to Lansing tonight. And then brother John picks me up in the truck 45 minutes later. We both took a shower, I think. And we're on our way up to Lansing. And when we get there, into the we walk into the um, ER. And there's this big ER room. And you're in the bed. And there's a million people in the room. Like all of your kids, all everybody. <laughs> and doctors and other various people and you seem you look pretty good i will say i mean you weren't well you weren't conscious but you didn't look dead that was a relief (laughs) um but then very quickly people start getting ushered out and it's like things are happening so you're getting moved down the hall and then we all go to a waiting room and then dr kawash who was your surgeon comes up and just like it was as though he had taken like a class in how to deliver bad news it was honestly like not his wheelhouse right like mm-hmm. he didn't want to be doing it and he was just like look appropriately somber offer hope but not too much like <laughs> it was it was actually like we're i didn't really know what to make of it but he was like this is bad this is really bad um but we're gonna open up our brain and see what happens and actually they actually didn't open it up they they did like something right through your artery or yep. right? like through your groin yeah like coiled off and, coiled it. Yep. and then it was like let's just see what happens and so for I mean, it looked it went a long time. I think I went to bed at 4 a.m. So and I think we had gotten to Lansing at like eight and you probably were in surgery by nine. So it all happened. You know, it was like very quickly. It happened very fast, but also very slow. And then it was basically like, let's just wait till you wake up and you woke up and then let's just see what happens for the next. How many you were in the hospital for three and a half weeks? Yeah. I was in the hospital till January 3rd. So almost a full month. Almost a full month. So you did the holidays at the hospital Yeah, yep. and everything. Now, how much do you remember about being in the hospital?
2: Um, You know, towards the end when I kind of, after I had that shunt surgery and stuff, um, you know, I don't want to say a lot, but I I remember it. I I remember a lot about it. Um, It was a long time. The first couple of weeks, Not much at all. I know a lot of people, I'm at work now, so a lot of people will say, Oh, I stopped by. I mean, anybody could tell me they came by and visited me. And I'd be like, Sure, okay. (laughs) Yes, because there's a very good chance that I just don't recollect. And since then, you know, Eric and I, I'll I'll say, Oh, we should watch such and such. And Eric's like, Yeah, no, I already did all that at the hospital. And I just don't remember like DVDs and, you know, a lot of stuff I don't remember. But I also do remember a lot and have a lot of very, lovely, fun memories, if that makes any sense. A lot of great memories, um, of being there and the people that were around me and the nurses and Dr. Kawash, who everybody loves. And, you know, um, so there was a lot of good stuff I do remember.
0: Yeah. Well, we, you definitely recovered, um, more quickly and much better than anybody anticipated because we were like this, you could come out of this and not remember anything or not be able to function or not be able to take care of yourself. And that really wasn't it. You had a lot of headaches in the beginning though. And so then um, the shunt surgery that you had feels to me like the turning point, even though you didn't really want it. In the beginning,
2: you know. Well, that was on. I didn't have it until like late in the month. I really yeah. did resist it because I didn't want another brain surgery. So basically,
0: but- just to let people like listeners know, like a permanent drain was put in because yeah. your brain was not able to drain itself after right. The right. trauma and blah, blah, blah. So you needed like an additional drain put in to help that happen. And I feel like up until that you were fine, but like just not yourself. You were low. Like you were just mm-hmm. you were off. You just weren't you could tell you just didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Even though, you are you know, cognitively, Flept you a lot. back pretty much. But still, you, like, y- your uh, impression of time passing was weird, mm-hmm. which could also be... Oh, remember, be... I
2: also thought I was in a different room. Like, I thought oh, you yeah. guys were moving me from room to room to room. Yep. I had no recollection. I'd say, like, how come I'm in this room now? I'd sleep for three hours and th- think it was a day later. You, right. I, and they yeah. all thought I was having another stroke. I was just out of it. Like, I just yeah. was not really... Um, fully in charge (laughs) of the real
0: world (laughs) and then it feels like once you had the shunt put in then you suddenly kind of yeah it made a huge difference you feel better now so then you were released relatively quickly after that like within a week yeah I want to say yeah so you've been home now for four four months for
2: almost yeah with the exception I did have another aneurysm to fix so I was back in the hospital for a while but um but
0: yes yep so i've been, you've home been home since january 3rd you had to go back in so they they got you feeling good again and then they made you go back <laughs> yes. and get another brain to surgery. fix to fix yeah. one yep but it seems like that because it was planned and because you knew it was happening and because it wasn't yeah like that was traumatic for, yep, was, that was kind of like yep. in and out yeah okay so here we are so you've been more or less home for most of the last four months mm-hmm. and like i don't this is gonna sound so cliche but like what is different now like I I remember talking to you back when you first came home, back in January, and you said you felt like things should be more different. Like, you should be making better use of your time. And you're like, I just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But isn't that kind of how it is? I mean, you've been handed this great (laughs) gift. You've been handed this gift of not being dead, but really you just kind of want to watch bad TV and... I don't know. And be... Yes, and have
2: everybody forget that it happened and be perfectly normal and average. And um, yes, but I feel... Um, I felt that more um, acutely when I first got home. Okay. Um, I was very, very anxious. I was very tired of being this, I don't want to say the center of attention because people were doing it out of love and caring and because they're nurses and doctors. Right. But I, I did not, I just wanted things to go back to normal. Now that I'm feeling more normal, I, I do feel better about sort of embracing the, and this, you talk about a cliche, but you know, embracing the gift that this gave me. I mean, I, I truly do now feel like okay, you know, I, I can. I'm functioning again physically, and now I want to sort of reappreciate what happened, the people who helped me. Um, yes, I don't feel like I. I f- I feel when I do something crappy or, you know, think something crappy, I think, man, you know, these people didn't keep me alive just so that I could be snide and cynical. You know, right. I, I, and that's a lot of pressure on yourself. Well, but right, in some none way it's also, we
0: all have snide no, cynical thoughts.
2: No, but in some ways it's, it's kind of a labor of love. I do feel very, 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 um, sort of, uh, pride proud isn't the word but so grateful to people mm. and and so um happy about the way I was treated that you know it kind of does make me want to do things a little bit better That's well, let's all talk
0: let's talk about that really quick so one thing that I, that struck me and and we can talk more specifically about your kids because they were amazing through all this and I know a yeah. lot of our sure. listeners have young kids babies and i think that babies and toddlers and preschoolers and I think they always like having that glimpse forward into what life with older kids might look like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But your kids are just normal kids. They've all messed up Mm -hmm. in life. They've all had hard times. Like it's not like you've got some kind of crazy Stepford family of, you know, like squeaky clean, never did anything wrong kids, Mm -hmm. but really when it mattered, they came through so hard and so did everybody else. Like your people really came through. So talk about that a little bit. Like, do you feel like that's something that you, it's not I can't something talk purposefully created. Well, Catherine, part no. of the reason I, we didn't record this, because I thought we were just ball the entire time. <laughs> if we were in the same room together, I think it would have been really hard to hold it together. So it's part of the reason I didn't pull out my record. I had it all with me. I had all my recording stuff with me, but I did not pull it out. But like, you don't have to get into it. I know it's super hard to talk about, but like, wow, did you ever have a community and I'm going to say no. try, but I know it's like the cheesiest word, but you really had that. And it's not something you ever consciously created. You didn't go about it in any strategic no. way. It just happened.
2: Well, I, I say that again and again. I mean, every time I turned my head there was somebody else caring about me. And that was the case for my job, which is, you know, just a a job. You know, we're state of Michigan employees. We are not all best friends, but my God, my friend, Barb, you know, my kids, you guys, I mean, every, my boyfriend, his family, every time I turned around, there was somebody who knew what to say or how to treat me or could be, wonderful. I had one nurse and I had the best nurses and the best doctors. I mean, truly like gifts to me. And one doctor before I had the shunt surgery, he's like, oh, you're amazing. You got this. And it was the simplest thing, right? but the most wonderful, humane statement. When I was going in for this last surgery, um, my my brain surgeon. Never thought I had my own personal brain surgeon, but I guess I do. He's now. yours. Um, he belongs to you.
1: He's, he's
2: mine. <laughs> he's wonderful. Um, you know, all everybody was in the room, and I was nervous about this one because it wasn't like the last one where I was just going from drug to drug to drug. I was right. healthy. They waited deliberately until I was healthy to fix this last aneurysm actually I still have another one I learned but but
0: the one that they're not concerned
2: about the one dangerous I, kn-
0: I knew that you had that but you just probably don't remember yeah there's a I, lot of I stuff forgot. that we all talked about about you <laughs> yes, when you were yes. in the hospital that I don't think you have any idea even yeah, I, yeah you're
2: probably right um but when we were in there um you know I was very anxious because now I'm going under the knife my brain my skull is being opened and I know it's coming and I feel good. I felt great. Could have jogged in that morning. Right. And I think I'm I'm doing this to myself again. And I kinda know a little bit better about what's ahead of me. And anyway, you know, Doctor Kawash, Doctor Q is we're all calling him now, comes in and I just was nervous and I said, you know, I just really I really want a better Scrabble game. So while you're in there, could you you know, mess with the scrabble area of my brain. And he said, no, I don't know where that is, but I do know where the Catan area of your brain is. <laughs> and, you know, Mario kind of stands up and he's like, well, don't fix that. You know, we don't need it. Cause of course we have our brutal Catan games and our family, but you know, it was just such a human kind moment mm. for this guy to say that, that put everybody sort of at ease and, I just I can't say enough I feel like it has helped me learn how to do this for other people better I've you know always having been very healthy I'm not sure that I really could fully appreciate what being in the hospital was like what being sick was like what you know how what this entailed right and I feel like I can do it. I don't. I don't want to say I hope I do it better for my loved ones because I wouldn't want anybody to go through anything like this. But I, I hope that it has made me better and and helped me understand how important it is to, you know, sign that dumb work card or you know just whatever. Right. It makes a difference to the person who is sick. Yep. And people came out of the woodwork. Yeah, they really to- did make me feel good let's talk about and, your kids
0: really quick. oh go ahead yeah
2: finish, finish no no them. no I that's <sighs> that's what I was gonna I also learned a lot of good things to what to get people and what not to get them when they're in the hospital Oh yeah. like you brought okay. me markers my markers and paper yeah. which turned out to be a, the best gift people brought me lovely blankets yeah I wouldn't have brought somebody a blanket I wouldn't have known that that would be a good gift to get somebody who is spending a month, you know. you could, well, hospitals have blankets.
0: And I, I will also say it's not like I knew. I mean, I was just at the store and I was like, "What am I going to get my sister?" Who and and we should mention too, your eyesight was messed up for a long time. Yeah. It's still not yeah. great, but like it was really it was really screwy. Yeah, so you really couldn't see very well. And I'm yeah. like, marker seems like a bold choice. <laughs> However, I thought you maybe would just be good to like express yourself in some way and put your yeah hands on paper and. You know, and it turned out to be a good gift, but sometimes it's just a shot in the dark. You don't really know, you know, you don't really know what's going to what's going to strike. The the blankets were also very good. People got you some really nice. They were great
2: and they were cheery and beautiful. And, you know, they they looked great on my bed and everybody commented on them. I mean, it turned out that blankets are were a great gift. Great gift.
0: Let's talk. Okay, I want to talk about your kids. But one thing that I think Mm -hmm. is really interesting is this will be honestly have publishing. This will be the first time I have said anything publicly about what happened to you. So nobody posts. I think it's fascinating and interesting that literally unless you were in our inner circle, no one knew. Like nobody posted about it on Facebook. Nobody vague booked about it. Like it was, ju- well, maybe that's not true. Some people vague booked about it, but it just didn't become like a thing that maybe would have added more pressure for you or like more like obligation for you to have to deal with. But that wasn't really a conscious. thing. So you never asked us not to.
2: no. But nobody didn't. I think everybody just sort of knew. Yeah. Yeah, Like
0: just knowing you, they're like, "Nah, this is not the kind of thing like no one's going to want. Catherine would not want us to post like prayers for our sister. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's just kind of interesting. Like this will literally be the first time that I've in any public way acknowledged that you had a major health scare like at all. Mm -hmm. I just didn't. I mean, I told people who knew you Mm -hmm. and your relatives. And that's I want to also talk about that really quick. And then I want to talk about your kids. But I will say, Catherine, the, the biggest Um, the hardest part of the first two days that you were... Well, the first day was interfacing with all of the distant relatives. You end up having the same conversation with dozens of people. Mm -hmm. And then you feel obligated to follow up with all of those people. And somehow (laughs) what ends up happening is people kind of defer to you to be the one to share stuff. They don't... like it wasn't like anybody it was just like a lot of people coming back to me and asking me like what was the status what was the status what was the stats and i mm-hmm. kept forgetting who i'd told and who i hadn't and that that is like a kind of an exhausting thing and i think if i could do anything differently i would have probably set up one of those caring bridge sites which you know oh, what i'm talking about i should have yeah, done do. that because otherwise what ends up happening is you spend all your time texting like yeah. updating people. So anyway, that's just kind of an aside. But that was one thing I was like, oh, my gosh, if I have to tell one more, you know, aunt or <laughs> the other aunt or the other aunt or like the yeah. friend that you haven't seen since high school or whatever, yeah. who found out about it and now wants updates. And anyway, anyway, yeah, poor me. It's not really like
1: But that's
0: another lesson learned. Well, right. Exactly. And there's there's many of them. Sarah, we're welcoming our sponsor, Element. That's spelled L-M-N-T, a zero-sugar electrolyte drink that leans on current science about what our bodies really need in order to deliver the most effective hydration possible. You know, Sarah, Eric is really into keeping up with health research, and he's been insisting to me for years that we actually need more salt to stay hydrated. Turns out Element agrees because they've developed their product based on a growing body of research that shows that for optimal health outcomes, we actually need to be taking in sodium levels at two to three times government recommendations. That's a big difference.
1: Yeah, it really is, Megan. And, you know, electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, and weakness. I know I can feel really rotten when I'm dehydrated. And also, I don't love the taste of plain water, so I'm not that great about drinking it. Element makes a huge difference in how much I'm enjoying my hydration and in how I feel, and it's super easy to fit it into my daily routine. My favorite flavor of Element is the grapefruit. But if that's not for you, we're going to get you set up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite Element flavor. Plus, Element has a no-questions-asked refund policy. You don't even have to send the product back to get your refund.
0: Yeah, you can receive a free Element sample pack containing one packet of eight flavors. So you'll get eight total packets free with any order when you purchase through our custom URL. That's drinkelement.com slash momhour. D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and it's available for both new and returning customers. To get that offer, again, go to drinkelement.com slash momhour. So let's talk about your kids. So you've got four... Mm -hmm. Three of them are adults. So Mario is 26. Mm -hmm. 27. 27 now. That's right. He just turned 27. So they're 27, 24, and 21 are the older three. And then Quinn's only... Is he 13 yet? 13. He's 13 now. He just Mm -hmm. turned 13. Just turned 13. So you've got three older kids and then a still very young man. So what I saw was your three older kids rallying hard and then Quinn just kind of being like, well, here I am and just dealing with it. But I'm wondering if now (laughs) that things have settled that you, if you've seen a different, a difference, or if you've, I don't know, like has parenting Quinn, like a teenage boy been hard during this time or what do you, how do you Um, feel about all that?
2: Well, I will say that. So before, when I told Quinn that I was going to be doing this with you, he said, mom, don't call it a stroke anymore. You should call it an aneurysm because that sounds like a bigger blow out than a stroke
1: <laughs> well it literally is a blowout
2: so yeah it really literally was so i guess he adjusted okay but you know i think uh i, I didn't realize this of course his mm-hmm. elementary his not elementary school his school is right next to the hospital so every day after he got out of school he could walk over to the hospital and just be there for a couple of hours before his dad picked him up and um so it worked out con- quite conveniently um overall And I did find out after that his dad told me that um, Quinn had some concerns about that I might be a vegetable, which was weird because that's true. I guess I I definitely could have been, you know, a lot less uh, lost, had a lot more deficits than it turned out that I did. Um, And at the beginning, I don't think it looked too promising to him. Well, I and in the say- beginning,
0: the very beginning, no one knew, and but pretty quickly, you seemed not vegetable-y to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes. but he would have a harder time reading that because what he sees yes. is not the mom he knows, and he doesn't have right. any context, like. Correct, yeah, I, I think
2: what helped was everybody had a super good sense of humor. And my big kids, very quickly, at least from my perspective. so I don't know how it was when I was out of it, and you know, what happened. But from my perspective after we had they had great senses of humor about it. And we laughed a lot about. You know if i and you know i've talked about this too you know won a game of cards that you know the lady with the stroke is beating the kid i mean you know we were able to really laugh about it and i think that put quinn the youngest at a little bit more at ease you know we were all able we watched a lot of tv i mean we all got together A lot. Yeah. Well, and you know, the family all got together as a big group. We watched the Dave Chappelle specials. I mean, we really got together as a gang a whole lot. And when we could do that, there was a lot of laughing and a lot of joke making, usually at my expense, but, you know, at the
0: (laughs) the the time my head was
2: all wrapped. I looked like Voldemort. I mean, it was crazy times. Crazy. I mean, it's a crazy situation. So, you know, the fact that Um, my big kids were there so much. Nobody ever left me alone. I mean, between my kids and and Eric, I was never by myself unless I wanted to be, which I really didn't. In fact, I was quite terrified to be alone for a long time. Um, you know, my friend, my friend Barb, my very best pal who has never, you know, left me alone for a second. We had lots of good conversations, lots of laughing, lots of, you know, we're pretty open Family, so we Mm. could talk about the fact that you know I couldn't poop and you know all the kinds of stuff that happen embarrassing things that happen when you're in the hospital and your lack of dignity uh, somehow seemed very funny when I was around my tribe, when I was around my people. Those things were rather hilarious, yeah. And that was that to me was the biggest thing. They were determined that we were gonna kind of. I don't want to say it's not hilarious, but get through this through a lot of laughter and a lot of just enjoying of the time that we could.
0: Um and I will also say having been in your hospital room many times when Quinn got picked up, I do remember you always asking him if he would brushed his teeth. Like you kept <laughs> <laughs> whether you remember it or not yeah. or whether you were even conscious <laughs> of it, you your mom script never really turned off. It was like, "Hey Quinn, did you do your homework? How was school?" Like you might have just been yeah. rattling it off on total autopilot, but I think that was comforting. And there were times yeah, I could I, definitely yeah. tell he was kind of like, this is weird. <laughs> well, it's just weird to be in the hospital when you're a yeah, kid to begin with. And it's yeah. scary and it smells weird and it sounds funny and there's things that are beeping and you don't really understand yeah. the the level of conversation that's going on around you, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um but I definitely think that you just kind of going into auto mom mode, whether or not you even knew what you were doing, <laughs> was helpful yeah. to Quinn. Who really came through it very? He 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 just wants to know like with kids with any other thing they, they just want right. to know their life's not going to change that much, right? Right. So right, as long as their life really doesn't change, their routine stay, even though it's now totally screwy, it still stays relatively right. the same. Yeah, right. I think yeah he came he he seemed remarkably. I, I
2: agree. I agree. And I don't want to take, you know, the one thing I've learned about kids is you never know what they're thinking. Right. So I don't know what's going on in is the recesses, but I, I am encouraged by yeah that. I I do feel similarly.
0: Now what about your older kids? What about Cecily, Aaron and Mario? Do you feel like any of, you know, they they were all teenagers kind of around the same time and mm-hmm. you got a divorce and like you know, there was a lot of stressors on the family. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this was a positive stressor in maybe a different way for their relationships um, in maybe a different way than like a
2: Yeah, maybe in a different you know? way. I mean, I I do feel like they rallied we all rallied together in in a way. I remember I think I probably told you this. I mean, I remember when I was first getting divorced and the kids were young and I always sort of felt like they had a little committee yeah. where they would get <laughs> together and talk about me yeah. and discuss mom's problems. Um, and for once I kind of felt like I was in on that. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. I would say, I mean, I don't go to, we have group chats, group snaps, group, you know, yes. everything now I, that, that, is something I don't mess around with anymore because not to sound like a big walking cliche, but you know, you don't know tomorrow ain't promised. Today's not promised. And you don't walk out without, you know, we all do. We all walk out in a grumbly mood or whatever, but try not to because you just don't know. And I I try to think about that at night when I'm going to bed, just Mm -hmm. to, you know, I don't need to know what they're all doing, but I sure am going to say good night. And, hey, you know, I'm still here and, you know, hope you guys all sleep well is is something that now I am just sort of committed to.
0: Do you feel like it's easier now for not for just for you to be uh, affectionate with them? And that's easy typically for a mom to do. But do you feel like it's Mm -hmm. it's easier now for them to do it back in the other direction or with each other? Like, do you feel like there's like a wall kind of I could see that being like maybe a little bit of a barrier come down or a little bit of a self-protection thing that we tend to put up yeah that, i
2: i think so yeah. i think so or i'd like to think so anyway
0: i mean yeah yeah, yeah.
2: i'd like to think that they all
0: you know they all realize the same thing like nothing's yes, guaranteed yes, and yeah we're yes. all we've all figured this out at the same time
2: yep yep <sighs> so the one thing happened. i haven't i didn't necessarily appreciate was the, their own personal fears of aneurysms yeah. i mean you know it is something that may be genetically passed on and you know i i didn't really think necessarily um in fact i've heard this from a number of people and so it's and it surprises me all the time and it shouldn't considering how it is obs- i obsessed about it mm-hmm. but people saying man you know you were always so healthy and then you know yeah. for this to happen to you and you know well, joy just one minute you're feeling great and you know you're in it, the next minute it's this and i i know that that is you know affects my kids and and other people that I know
0: yeah okay so 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 let's talk about now and going forward so you're Mm -hmm. you're basically normal ish basically right you're basically normal like looking at you you would not know you just had brain surgery a few weeks ago the scar is amazing. It's like it's right on your hairline, but you can't even oh, see it. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: he's <laughs> it's pretty good. It's awesome. That I'm telling you, pretty great. <laughs>
0: um, that Dr. Kawash. Yes, uh, yeah, so, that Dr. Kawash. So. so there's that but but basically now you have a clean bill of health going forward you're still on a couple of meds but like really you're back to the place where we can go camping this summer and you can do the things that you're used to doing you can get back to yoga like there's lots of things that you haven't been able to do that now you can get back to so what's next like what's next for you you're back to work but do you look at work the same way that you used to like i don't i I just want to get like a quick like i don't know well, I just went back
2: to work yeah. at a halftime last week, and I'll be going back, you know, jumping in with both feet tomorrow. Um, do I look, you know, I, I want to do yoga teacher training now because, man, I've just slipped way into the, you know, pranayama and, and the whole thing. I mean, that kind of, whatever I could do to sort of help heal myself, I had all these this long weeks of time where, you know, I... Got sick of watching TV. I couldn't read very well, although that's improving. Um, with Kindle, with large font, is an amazing, amazing <laughs> gift. Um, you know, so I can get back to that. But, but even so, I. I you know, I, the meditation that I was doing, the yoga that I was doing, I started to, I couldn't stand on my head anymore. So I started trying to learn to do the splits because I thought, well, you know, nothing nothing in my crotch is giving me a <laughs> problem. Right so now, at the moment, <laughs> you know, I'll work on that for a while. Um, so I then decided that I was going to do yoga teacher training, which I think I might not so much because I think I am need to teach yoga. I don't feel called to that as much as I do, you know, some of the the chanting and some of the other really healing modalities that Mm -hmm. really, really helped me. I mean, talking to people when I know now that, you know, healing is definitely the allopathic Western medicine saved my life. It saved me. There's no question about that. But the other pieces of it, have been so healing, you know, people, love, you know, all the, all the lame stuff, all of this, the stretching and the meditation and all of that has healed, It's done so much to heal me and, and keep me from being super depressed and super scared. Yeah. I mean, super scared. And I think, you know, this Megan, I mean, when I, when Eric finally had to go back to work, he stayed home with me for two weeks. When I came home, I called people, I boxed. All day long because I was so afraid I would lay here and just die. Right. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was afraid I couldn't take care of myself anymore. I thought, you know, I I couldn't function alone. Here I always had and I
0: lost my confidence that I could take care of myself well and i remember the first time you come you came and spent a few days here yes and just getting out of your routine and not being in the same bed you yes were oh my in, gosh in i was petrified all that. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: yeah yeah i almost didn't come i mean eric was like katherine hey, you got to do this this is going to be such a good thing for your brain but i was petrified to step out of the all the cocoon that i had created yeah um to cushion me. So, so yes, it, it was hard. And those other kinds of things helped me a lot. So going forward to get back on track, you know, I, I would like, I wish that I knew how to help other people like that. I really do wish that again, I don't think of myself as a, you know, a yoga pose teacher, but I feel like there is such a gift there that for people who are struggling um, I I do feel kind of called to that. my, job i learned that the job i you know used to love to complain about is where i spend 40 hours of my week with people who care about what happens to me i mean they're not my best friends but they care about what happens to me yeah and they took care of my stuff while i was gone and they matter they matter mm-hmm. to me in a big way in a way that before this happened they were my coworkers. now they're not all best friends but but they are all people who rallied when it mattered
0: there's been a lot of when I research came... about those like they call them looser is it looser connections or loop there you know huh. there's like your besties but then there's like the the looser mm-hmm. but that's like your community of people and yeah it absolutely matters it matters more than people acknowledge um those yes. social connections yes. make a huge that's why people that's why churches matter and that's why you know workplaces matter and things like that so it's yeah it's very very yeah, very relevant and valid. Yes,
2: and so when I went back last week, I mean, I was just grateful. I was glad of the Snapchats they sent me and the and the silly little things that they did swinging by during their lunch hours, you know. Not, the, it just mattered. It mm-hmm. mattered. It made a difference. And I don't. I hope that I am and always. I hope that I never forget that. I don't ever want to lose. That and I'm sure you know. In a month, I'll be like, ah, oh, I got to get out of here. You know, this person's driving me crazy. Whatever, but to always know that when it mattered, yeah, you know, um they were wonderful to me, and that is something I do not want to forget. Well, I don't you forget know,
0: it. we have a real problem in this culture with um earnestness. I think it's seen as like a weakness, almost, like mm-hmm. to to be very earnest about something or to care a lot about something or to not be cynical is often treated with some kind of weird disdain culturally like and I I've found at times in my life where things are really hard I become super appreciative and want to be very verbal about how appreciative I am and you almost feel dumb Mm -hmm. about it like it almost makes you feel like goofy because people don't do that these days like people don't acknowledge each other and earnestly say what they think or feel um yeah no you're is, absolutely right but it but it is refreshing and when you see it happening it's like it's also um it's i don't know it's it's uh what's the word i'm looking for that means it's spreading it's contagious it's contagious contagious yeah yeah, yeah. and aneurysm well and, they're and not, that's they're not <laughs> contagious <laughs> so
2: i'm happy to say they they may or may not be genetic but they are not contagious yeah
0: well well, this has so, been great. Is there anything else? Like, did I not get to anything you really wanted to talk about? Or do you feel like I covered most of the ground? Was, no. I, I mean,
2: you know, my kids were great. My boyfriend gets a trophy.
0: He should get a trophy. Truly. It's pretty fantastic.
2: Um, huh. I mean, you know, it's just, again, it's one of those things where you just realize, holy crap, like, your life is actually the best.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's made up of the people in it. And that's really. Yes. Who in
2: my circle are the best, you know, and I think about, and and it's, you know, I've come to visit you guys three, twice I came by myself, mm-hmm. which I would not have done, you know, you and I got to... S- sleep in the same bed you know which we haven't done since high school we were talking right. about well, i since mean you had like, oh, when i was
0: in high school and you had a new baby you'd always yeah. come over and we would sleep with your baby in between us yeah um yeah, yeah. and then we didn't ever do that because we both had partners or whatever yeah. and we never did and that was like yep. oh, Catherine gets to be like my bedmate yes. again it was super yes. fun it yeah, was, was super really fun, fun. Well, I learned how to play it? bridge.
2: I learned I don't know Eric's mom taught me how to knit. I mean not bridge, cribbage, yeah. Cribbage. <laughs> not bridge. Bridge is too hard. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not there I yet. just had you're, a stroke. Your brain's not there yet, <laughs> Catherine. We're gonna yeah. need to give you time to get into that.
2: Yes. So, you know, I had i I've had so much good stuff happen mm. during and since that I can't I can't account for it all. It's not accountable.
0: Yeah.
2: So, you know, I, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's wow. crazy. And yeah, you know, but I, I use the word obligated. I don't mean it in a negative way, but I feel it. I, I have a responsibility to, and I hope that if somebody else that I care about is going through something like this, that I can rally in the same way, hmm. because, you know, then i will know <laughs> that yeah it, it made me a better person yeah so
0: well you're 50 years old everything's ahead of you now like
2: yep doctor doctor kawash your- said he he guarant- he's he guarantees his work for 50 years
0: well good that's all the, that's yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah that's all you need that's, that's, all, that's all, I all i
2: need, need. Yeah. 50 years will, will uh get me through yeah. i'm not sure
0: you can track him down in 50 years anyway i'm sure he'll be <laughs> retired like I don't know I think he's younger than me, me but yeah well, he'll probably I, be, retired. He'll be retired yeah anyway. yes yeah. even people younger than us will be retired <laughs> in 50 years <laughs> so uh, well this has been great maybe I'll have yeah it has. and like in a few months we can do like some kind of an update um, okay sounds but, yeah, good very very fun now so... do you now if there's anybody listening right now who is going through something like this? Like, would you welcome them to reach out to you? I, I hate to put you on the spot with that.
2: Well, no, 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 I would. And actually, it's interesting that you say that. I would absolutely welcome it. And not only that, but I would relish it. Because one of the few things, the, and I don't even want to call this a lack. I hate to even call this a lack. But when I was told that you had an aneurysm and you have another one and we need, I, it, it was a very, even, the, even though I was never alone and I never felt lonely, It was isolating. Like I thought, I don't know anybody else who's gone through this. I don't know anybody else who knows what this, I don't want to say what this feels like, but, and afterwards I, I thought to myself, this is the only thing that wasn't there. If I could have reached out to somebody and said, look, how do you feel right now? You're six months into it. You're six weeks later. How do you feel? It would have made probably even an earlier huge difference. Yeah. And I, I would be happy to do that because I believe in it. I believe in positive thinking and, and positive feels,
0: positive feels are the best positive
2: feels. feels. I mean, it's just what yeah. gets you through. And, and I, I would be very, very touched really if somebody said, huh? Yeah. I just, this
0: is where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Help me out here. Yeah, I would be yeah. happy to. Or just wants to send you well wishes that I'm sure yeah. would be also a welcome. So should they email you? Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, your Yahoo code? Yep, that'd be great. That you, okay. So it's Kathren yep. at yahoo.com. So Kathrine is an unusual made-up name. I think our mom <laughs> made it up right. It's K-A-T K-A-T-H-R-E-E-N at Yahoo.com. And I will also Katherine Francis. Sorry, Kathy. Francis. Francis. Yes. Yeah. So K-A-T-H r-e-e-n francis f-r-a-n-c-i-s at yahoo.com i'll also put that in the show notes and i believe this is episode um 25 of the mom of voices so it's a voices 25 right. episode if you just search aneurysm at themomhour.com i'm sure you'll find it if you know how to spell aneurysm they can actually I've be spelled how to more in one way. So that's <laughs> yes, tricky. <I> know. <laughs> but you will, um, yeah, you'll find Catherine. I'm sure she would love to hear from you. So thank you, Catherine. And I'll see you. Well, thank you, Megs. I'll see you, see soon, you soon. And we'll yep. talk all more about this stuff.
1: Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug.